Welcome to All The Things Podcast. I'm Regina Lawrence, your host. I'm a lawyer turned soulful business strategist and transformational mindset coach. I'm also the founder of the community, All The Things Business. I've created a community of women who can truly be all the things, successful, spiritual, sexual, and wildly unique, all while creating a life of purpose and passion according to our own rules. We don't have to look or be a person that societal norms dictate anymore. We don't have to play by somebody else's rules. We can be whoever we want to be, and that person can be all the things in one. Each week, I'll bring you episodes where we dive deep into business, entrepreneurship, and a whole host of topics to help us dive into who we truly are so that we can really be all the things. Welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, I know that starting a business can be really complicated, confusing, scary, and there's so many moments when you're starting your business or when you're pivoting your business, you feel really, really confused and like you have no one to talk to. I totally understand that because when I started my coaching business, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I tried a million things and I would hit dead ends and I would just try and try and try and try. Luckily, I was able to figure it out, but I had to take the long way. And that is exactly why I am the business coach that I am, because I've tried and I've tried and I've tried all of the things, and I know what works in creating, scaling, and pivoting your online and coaching business. If you are needing a friend, if you are needing a coach and somebody to hold your hand through this crazy process of growing your business online, schedule a free 30-minute virtual coffee chat with me. Go to my website, reginalawrence.com, and click Schedule a Virtual Coffee Chat, and we can hop on and talk about one particular issue in your business that you are struggling with right now. And by the end of that 30 minutes, I promise you that you will have a solution. Once again, it's www.reginalawrence.com, and click Schedule a Virtual Coffee Chat. I cannot wait to talk to you and help you unravel anything you are struggling with in your business right now. Enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Lawrence. And today on the podcast, we have another Virgo queen, Lauren Salon. Lauren is a PR and marketing consultant, a media personality, a speaker, an entrepreneur, and the host of her own podcast, Amplify. She's spent nearly 15 years in PR, marketing, the advertising space, and she has decided to launch her own PR and marketing business in 2014. She's also a former health coach, personal trainer, fitness model, and bikini competitor. After years of hustling and running multiple businesses at one time and not seeing the results she truly knew she deserved, Lauren decided to go all in on her mission, and that's when everything changed. Now she runs a PR and influencer marketing agency called Influence and Impact and is the founder of the PR Accelerator, where she helps entrepreneurs increase their authority and visibility so they can scale their income and impact with ease. She also recently recently launched her podcast, the Amplify Podcast, because blending in is bullshit. I totally agree, Lauren. Lauren believes that her purpose is to support others in owning their truth, using their voice, and living as the most aligned, abundant, and authentic version of themselves. So it's really interesting because Lauren is a PR and marketing maven. Well, we don't really talk about that on the podcast. (laughs) 
Lauren is also a beautiful spiritual woman who has gone on an incredible journey through this lifetime. She was married. She was with her partner for, I believe she said 10 years or more. Um, she's newly divorced. She's on the dating scene. She's in this beautiful world of a spiritual awakening. She also has a beautiful, flavorful sex life that we talk about on the podcast. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear it because hearing about her journey through sexuality and sensuality and how that has made its way into her business and into what she's creating and is manifesting and is so beautiful. And as you guys know, I talk all the time about the connection between our sexuality, our sensuality, being open to experiences and the effect that that has on the abundance that can then pour into our lives. This is such a juicy episode. Lauren spares no details about anything. And that's something I love about her is her raw and open vulnerability about everything. So dive in. If you guys want to connect with Lauren, please Go check her out on Instagram at Lauren Salon, S-A-L-A-U-N. And also her website is www.laurensalon.com. On her website, she has a free pitch page, which is something that is so valuable. Go to www.laurensalon.com forward slash free dash pitch dash page. Check it out. And I hope you guys love this episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. I am your host, Regina Lawrence, and today we have a fellow Virgo queen on the podcast. Yes. Big energy Virgo queen, Lauren Salon. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so freaking excited for this conversation. I bet we're going to go in all kinds of different directions, and I am here for every one of them. I'm so excited to have you here. So you and I have been in each other's zones for a while. And recently, Lauren and I had the chance to connect. And I love the internet and Zoom and Instagram because we got to just connect. It's like meeting an old friend. I love yeah, it. So exactly. I'm excited to dive into all the juiciness. So something I love that you and I got right into when we first met and connected is that we've been on sort of similar journeys. Like... Mm through and to alignment. And in that journey, we have gone on journeys with plant medicine. We've gone on journeys with our sexuality. We've gone on journeys. We're both in entrepreneurship. Um, Before we get into the juicy, juicy, I have kind of a random question, but it will make sense. How were you raised in regards to Mm. your sexuality? Ooh, Ooh, great question. Um, I don't think I've ever been asked this like on a, on a podcast or shared this really. Um, and, and not that it, I'm like getting ready to share something insane or anything like that. Um, I, I, I would say like pretty normal, but what is normal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, my mom and dad, so, so my dad worked a lot when I was growing up and he, he was, he's a retired police officer. And, um, for a lot of my life was, would work nights. So I wouldn't see him. Um, I would, I wouldn't see him a ton. And so he, he was less present, like, uh, a lot of the time, not to say that he wasn't involved by any means, but, um, growing up had a very close relationship with my mom and to paint a picture. My mother, my mom is like such a badass, independent, super freaking smart, driven entrepreneurial, like all of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
would have like conversations about sex and like our bodies. Like I, I have siblings and stuff, you know, conversations about that kind of stuff from a pretty early age and, and like helping us to understand things and just have a good foundation there and everything. And a very non-judgmental, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, getting me like books that like age appropriate, of course, but like books yeah. to read with like short stories that like made sense to where like, you know, I was when I was growing up and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it felt very supported and very, um, like a no judgment zone there. And also felt like I could talk to my mom about a lot of that kind of stuff and, um, felt very knowledgeable. Like I, I knew a lot about sex and how the body works and all that kind of stuff and like being responsible with it as well. And, um, to give you a little example, I'm pretty sure my mom, so I, my dad was married before my mom and I have two older half siblings. My sister is 14 years older than me. And my brother is 10 years older than me. And then I have a younger brother and he and I have the same parents. Um, but I don't have the, all the facts exactly right for this most likely, but I'm pretty sure my mom through my sister, like when she was in high school or like, uh, you know, like, you know, older teenager or something like that, like had a pleasure party where like, you know, it's like, Oh, these are sex toys or here's yeah. condom, you know, like that kind of thing cool. or like invited my sister. I don't even know. But like my mom, like that's, that's like how my mom is like, okay. like for Christmas and stuff. Um, and not from like a super young age or anything like this. Like, I feel like it was very age appropriate and everything, but like my mom would like get me, my brother, even like cousins, like the Costco box of freaking condoms and put it in yeah. our stockings like for Christmas. Like that's my mom. Um, (laughs) so like safe space, maybe Mm -hmm. sometimes like a little, like, you know, not too much, but where you're like, mom, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, so I always felt, um, safe to talk about. It's interesting because I felt safe to talk about that kind of stuff. And at the same time, um, I mean, we'll go deep right now. I, lost my virginity to rape when I was 16 years old and did not feel safe to talk to anybody about it, let alone like my mom, you know, parents, whatever. And I didn't even like, I didn't even process that, acknowledge it until I was like 32 years old. Mm -hmm. So like, I was like, Oh, we are tucking that away and we are burying it. And we're not even going to cry about it. We're going to act like it never happened for Mm -hmm. 15 years, 16, 17 years. Um, But I think the thing for me, why I didn't feel safe talking to my mom about that was because I had put myself in a situation that wasn't the smartest, was blackout drunk. And so I was like, oh no, I'll get, I'll get in trouble. This was my fault. So that's Mm -hmm. more where it wasn't necessarily what had happened. That was, I, I felt scared to share. It was the like, oh, I broke the rules and I lied yeah. to my parents about where I was going to be that night and that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, so that like in a nutshell, I feel like I had a very healthy and normal and and like open childhood with regard to that kind of stuff. Um, to the point where like, I didn't do like in high school or junior high or whenever you do it, like, I didn't do the like sex ed. Cause like my mom's like, you're like, we're good. Like we're good, what, yeah. what questions do you have? You know, like it's pointless. Yeah. 
so so home was a safe space for sexuality but then you have that experience when you're 16 years old what does your relationship with sex become like Mm. after that experience great question um I have always gotten a lot of attention for how I look Mm -hmm. and um, you know, positive attention, um, unwanted attention, negative attention, um, and been, and that is a big part of where my past overachieverness, workaholicness, perfectionistness comes from, because it's like, no, I'm more than just what I look like. I'm not just pretty. I'm fucking smart too. And I am really good at sports and I'm in every club and all this kind of stuff. And I can do all the things, right. It's not just, you know, cause I would get consistently underestimated and still sometimes do because of how I look. Mm -hmm. And so I, and I will say as well, like my mom and, and when I say these things, like, obviously I'm not like talking, I don't want it to sound like I'm talking badly about my parents or my mom and yeah. stuff like that. But, but my mom, my mom was also like, was a beautiful woman is a beautiful woman. And similarly got a lot of attention for her looks and probably went, did the same kind of things that, that I did. Right. Like, yeah. no, not, I'm not just, you know, attractive or whatever it is. And so she would almost not downplay looks, but she'd like, you know, remind you, oh, well, you had nothing to do with that. It's just your genes sort of thing. And and so it almost like carried some shame around, mm. around it growing totally. up. Um, and so then when that happened, that sexual assault, you know, it, I, I took on more shame around my sexual energy, my sexual expression, my how I look and how I appear. And I didn't necessarily try and hide, like I didn't try and change my appearance or anything, but I had always been very selective about like who I dated or who I liked or like having boyfriends. Like I wasn't a big, like boyfriend girl, like, you know, you know, when you're like, we're going out, right. Yeah, like you pass exactly. notes in junior high and high uh-huh. school and stuff, we're going out. Like I was <laughs> never a big girlfriend or boyfriend got boyfriend guy. Hi, what words? Who am I? (laughs) I was never a big boyfriend girl growing up and I was very picky and selective. And so it made me, that incident made me even more picky and even more Mm. selective, but it also made me, um, not trust men a lot, especially when I would get complimented. So I, I had a, Um, I kind of shut down my ability to like receive genuine compliments even. Right. Or, or be like, Oh, Oh, cool. You think I'm hot? Like, whatever. It's like, fuck off sort of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like great. And, you know, like, and so I would almost like assume men were lying in a certain sense, like if they were interested in me. And, and so I, after that incident, um, not all the time, but I, I started to learn how to use my looks much more manipulatively, right. And my sexual energy and power much more manipulatively and would be like, Oh, let's see if let's, let's see if I can get that guy to like me. I probably won't be interested, but let's see what, let's see what I can do with this. Mm -hmm. And like, I'll be real. Like I'm very good at directing my energy and that kind of stuff. And, um, 
you know, I, I like to say like, yeah, I learned how to use it for, for good and evil. Right. Yeah, and so, absolutely. so yeah. So coming and it, and it wasn't until I went through my first big, big, like real heartbreak that I kind of acknowledged that. Cause I went, I like had that come up again where I was like, oh, now I'm just going to fucking crush men. Like had a heartbreak. And I was like, all right, let's see, like, who's next. I'm going to eat you fucking alive. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, wait a second, I'm doing this because like I'm hurt and I know how to do it, but that's not fair. And so, so yeah, so that's kind of, um, came out of that. And, and I don't think, you know, I, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And I don't, that that's the incident in my life that I can say I felt most like a victim, right? Like, and, and with that, like, I absolutely know it was not my fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could have, um, been more responsible and all that kind of stuff and still not my, my, not my fault in any way. Um, and like, I've, I've done a lot of, a lot of work around it and stuff like that to be able to see, okay, why did maybe I bring this into my life? Like, again, not blame, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing like that, but what did this do for me? And so that was like such a powerful thing for me. Um, not even that long ago, honestly, um, such a powerful thing for me to dig into more Mm -hmm. and, and understand. Um, and so, yeah. So after that, like having that experience and like what you talked about in your teen and like twenties, what have you done and what are you doing to heal your relationship with the masculine? Yeah. So, oh my goodness, so much. And so much of it has been in the last like two years, honestly. So I got married when I was 29, 28, 29, um, in 2015, um, to an incredible man. Um, and who was like the best relationship I had been in up until that point safe, like took amazing care of me, like just a a incredible human. Mm -hmm. And we probably never should have gotten married. And I say this now having gone through a divorce in 2020. And so, so much of my healing and all of that, that I had not done, um, really became more obvious and became more necessary as I was navigating my marriage. And as my ex-husband and I were dealing with a lot of like stuff and issues and things weren't working and it's, it's, you know, any relationship is a two way, two way street, right? right? Like, um, like I had my stuff, he had his stuff and, in seeing how our relationship went, I, that's how I really saw that this and, and so many other things, right. Were kind of like issues or wounds or traumas for me that I needed to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was so, you know, I think maybe that incident, uh, had a factor, but even just how I was raised and, and, and everything like that, like I was so stuck in my masculine. Yeah. So stuck in my masculine. And I felt like the feminine, my divine feminine, I felt like it was wrong. Like, Oh, those feminine qualities, the softness, yuck, Mm -hmm. you know, like vulnerability. No, I would like never would cry like all this kind of stuff. And so I was so stuck in my masculine and attracted a partner who like 
who was very in his feminine and not yeah. to say like, like, and I also want to say like my ex-husband wasn't a like feminine man, like anything like that. Like he, he's like, you know, tall muscles, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I occupied the masculine space in our relationship. And so he adapted to me mm-hmm. and I at that, like when we met, like, I don't even freaking know what masculine and feminine energy was. Yeah. Like, I don't know what this shit is. Right. And so as I started to do more healing and personal development and learning these things, cause, cause I was getting to a point where I was so go, go, go nonstop, like never enough time in the day, too busy, busy, busy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because when I was at a, my old job, I could blame my boss, right? Like, Oh, mm-hmm. and like the company and the whatever, like, Oh, there's just so much work I have to. Right. And then when I went and started my own business and I was still working that way, I was like, Oh, I'm the boss now. And this yeah. is now that I'm the problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <It's me. laughs> and so I started to get into more personal development, understanding the divine, uh, masculine and feminine and, and strengthening my own divine feminine and feeling safe in that. And yeah. as I leaned more into my feminine felt the lack of the strong masculine energy mm-hmm. in my partnership. And so that like, you know, ultimately it's, it's hard, I think to sum up like, Oh, why'd you get a divorce? Right. Like, yeah. uh, hi, do you have like a a week to talk it out? Um, (laughs) but ultimately I think our power dynamic, that energetic dynamic, like the masculine feminine was off. Right. And we didn't know any better, but when we met, like, um, and so once we, that started shifting like that, the lack of it for me was really obvious. And, and so that was kind of like the start of that and like feeling safe in the masculine, safe in my own feminine, all of that. And then really over the last couple of years, as we were kind of like, you know, still working on things, um, dove into that more, um, and did the, you know, the work that I needed to do to heal my, you know, sexual assault trauma and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then really since the, divorce, like we decided, um, April, end of April, 2020, that we are going to split up. And it was the most like amicable, respectful, stress-free, like zero drama divorce I could have ever hoped for. And divorce fucking sucks still, no matter how chill it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was like a big catalyst for me. And then since becoming single, I've been single now for a little over a year at this point. And, and yeah, so that launched me into like just so much more exploration, expression and all of that. And, and because for me, like the, when I started feeling like there were quote unquote issues in our relationship, it was because it was showing up a lot in our sex life. And, and it was, that's not like, it's not just the sex, right. It was so much more like it's, there's a root cause to that. And so that's where, um, so yeah. So once I, when I became single, like, I was like, all right, we are going to like explore a lot and, and, and learn more about myself and everything. And like, you know, all, all of that. So it's really been like the past year and a half, a lot more, um, exploration of like my, my own sexuality, my own sexual expression, all of that. It's interesting. I've had a similar journey as you, where I have been very in my masculine my whole life. 
And mm-hmm. every partner I've had has been the polarities in their feminine much more. And my most recent partnership that ended, we were together for five years and mm-hmm. I was really stepping into my feminine and having a spiritual awakening. And I was realizing that I was unsupported just because the energetic dynamic had shifted so yeah. greatly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it makes sense as you say that why like the divorce, obviously it's a hard thing, but it was an easy divorce in that nothing like bad or wrong happened, right? It was mm-hmm. an energetic shift. You changed, you were growing in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't do a good job of growing together. And, and he and I have talked about, we're like, we probably shouldn't have even gotten married. And we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. And like, even in saying that we had a beautiful marriage in so many ways. Like mm-hmm. I think the world of him, you know? Yeah. And so like, I don't regret it. Like on the one hand, I'm like, oh, now I'm like single and I'm 34 and all this, I'll be oh, I'm 34, but really only 35 and less than a month, yeah. like exactly a month. Um, so I'm like, yeah, like, oh, now I feel like I'm behind and all that kind of stuff. But like, I'm so aligned and like mm-hmm. obsessed with who I am and if I needed that experience to become this version of me and, and same for him, like, I know it's been such a catalyst for growth for him. And if, if that's what we needed to be these evolved versions of ourselves, like there we go, you know, what is it like being this version of Lauren? Like you are feeling so aligned, you're feeling so much more balanced in your polarities. What is it like stepping into sexual expression this new phase of sexual expression at 34? Oh, well, so like one, it, it's, it was really interesting re-entering the dating world after being in a relationship for 10 years, five of those years married and mm-hmm. um, having the world shut down, right? And like uh, not being able to meet people out in the wild in real life. And then also being like, well, I just like, would go to the gym and then like work and stuff. So like, where would, where do I meet people anyway? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then also, um, and, and going into apps. So I like had my first like dating app experience and I've like, you know, like dabbled in them here and there from time to time and, and like had some great connections through apps as well. Um, but yeah, what is it like? So 2020 for me, so we, um, decided we were splitting up end of April. Um, we still, so we, we own our house together. Um, so we had like, it was crazy. We bought a house, moved in the week of Christmas, 2019, Okay. four months later, decided we were splitting up. Right. Yeah. And so, and then we didn't have a bad time living together on lockdown or anything like had a great time. Um, j- it just brought those issues to the surface more, but, um, but yeah, but we, um, so yeah, so he, he was living in the house while figuring out another place to live until July 1st. So July okay. 1st, I'm like, I am a single woman now, mm-hmm. like all this stuff, like we had done, done therapy and like all, all the things and like felt like I was ready to date, but in 2020, so the like six months left of 2020, I was not very clear on not wanting a relationship. I did not yeah. want to be accountable to anybody, but myself, I didn't want to feel attached to anybody. Um, and, and not in a like irresponsible or unintentional way. Right. Like I was like, 
radical honesty is one of my core values was especially like has become one of them coming out of my marriage. Um, and so making sure I was dating really intentionally and, Mm -hmm. and consciously and stuff like that. But I was also dating like you're fun for now sort of thing. I'm like, I definitely won't marry you, but I'm having a great time getting to know you right now sort of thing. And that was okay for me. Um, and And then in this year now, 2021, I had a very clear shift, like at the change of the year where I'm like, okay, I am still like, yes, conscious, intentional connections, um, not necessarily wanting to jump into something per se, but I'm like, okay, I've done the healing that I needed. I had the like six months, seven months, whatever it was of of being super detached and like only worrying about myself with, with some, like, you know, you know, I had, I had some like really strong connections and stuff like that, but, um, ultimately knew, oh, I don't want to be exclusive with anybody. So that's, you know, a few of those ended because I was like, oh no, no, no. Like, yes, I really care about you. And I like you. And this is super fun. The Trump card is, I don't want to be exclusive. So if you do, it's done, you know? Um, and, and so, so yeah, so this year I'm like, okay, I like, I'm ready for the real thing. I'm ready for the fucking King. Right. And like, and all of that and not in this like place of like scarcity and energy of like, where is he? When is he like, you know, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So, but now there's no more, you're fun for now dating. It's like, oh, if, if I don't see future potential and I'm not saying like, oh, everybody I date, I'm like, yes, you could be my husband. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's not a no, right? Like you're a, it's like a yet yes or a no. And if, and if I get the no that it's not, you're not it, then That's it. I'm going to end it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm super clear on what I'm looking for and the energy that I want to feel and, and everything like that. And so, um, the intention is there, the clarity is there. And I'm like allowing God, the universe to, you know, handle it the way that it's supposed to happen. Totally. Stepping into the new, this like new year of dating and experiencing new men, you know, one of the things you said about your marriage was like, set, like issues would come up in your sex life. Now in this new phase of dating, has your sexual expression changed? Yes. Um, and it's funny because my sex life with my ex we like would do freaky shit and we would have sex regularly and we were very affectionate. So like, I think the most we ever went without having sex was like two weeks. Like, so it's not like we are like, Oh, this isn't working. So we're never gonna do it. It's like, like at some points I'm like, we just gotta, you know, power through, we're going to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, but the energy behind it Mm. felt off almost all the time for me, which is Mm. so bizarre because it's, it's wild looking back on like that younger version of me and, and less evolved, I guess, version of me. Um, and, and, you know, we're only, we're always doing the best we can with the tools that we have. Right. And, and because of, I think my past relationships, because of my issues with my own, my, my shame and my issues and my unresolved trauma with my own sexual sexuality, I didn't realize how important that was to me in a relationship. And so yeah. while my ex and I would be like, yeah, solid A minus B plus sex life, right? 
I'm like, mm-hmm. great. You can't have every single thing. You can't have everything. You can't have it all. But then I was like, oh, as like our relationship progressed, I'm like, oh no, but this is actually one of the things that I have to have on my list. Yeah. Like there are other things that can fall off of it, but I have to have a very strong, like fulfilling sexual connection with, yeah. with my partner. Like I have to, um, and, and so, so yeah, so my sexual expression in, in this newer version of me, um, I've dove a lot more into like kink and BDSM, yeah. which I was always like, you know, a little more deviant and stuff like that, but have done a ton of research around that and, and like market research as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and love that. Um, and yeah. And, and like, so yeah, so exploring new things in that space, like less quote unquote vanilla, Mm -hmm. um, dating different kinds of people than my quote unquote type per se. Um, and really like allowing my, the energy to guide me. Oh my gosh, that sounds like so silly allowing the energy to guide me, but like (laughs) listening to my gut, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a sacral authority generator. If for those who understand human design and stuff. So like when I am aligned and clear, which like over the past year and a half, I've become more, more than ever in my life. So when I'm aligned and clear, like my gut is like 110% accurate and like within an instant. So like, I can like, within five minutes on FaceTime with somebody, like, I'll be like, oh no, you're a no, you know, or like, mm-hmm. yes, I want to actually see you in person sort of thing. Um, and so, so yeah, so like exploring different energies, different humans and stuff like that, trying new things. Like I said, like diving into BDSN and kink a lot more. Um, and, and I think one of the big things too, was being okay, talking about this stuff yeah. more, right. Cause like, this isn't, what I do in my, for business, right. I'm not like a sexuality coach or anything like Mm -hmm. that, but as I've healed my own stuff and gotten more aligned there and, and eliminated my shame around my sexuality and sexual expression and like dove deeper into sexual expression and fulfillment and everything like that. I'm like, Oh, Oh, this unleashes a fuck ton of magic. Like I, and I truly believe like when you are when you've like cleared your shame and trauma around, around your sexuality. And when you are expressing yourself, like, you know, feel fully sexually expressed and sexually fulfilled. And again, that can look different. That looks different for everybody. But when you feel like so aligned sexually, like Mm -hmm. you become a more powerful manifester, you are going to show up more magnetically in the world and more like confidently, all of it, I firmly believe it. And so, yeah, so it's been really cool to see how owning my sexuality and, and sexual expression and everything like that has had results and, and given me like, you know, pretty neat effects in like other areas of my life. Ooh. Okay. So I want to dive into the connection. Cause I know there's a clear connection in this for you between working through and healing your shame, which has led to you diving into exploring BDSM and kink, which has led to fucking epic things in your life and in your business. So the first step, I think, which I, I know a lot of listeners will be curious about 
because so many women have such deep shame around their Mm -hmm. sexuality for varying different types of reasons. What type of work have you done to help to heal that shame? Yeah. I mean, I did a few years ago, I did like a really intensive, um, leadership training. That was a lot around emotional intelligence. Um, and that's when I like finally acknowledged my sexual assault. Um, so like, like intense, like experiential, uh, therapy almost. And then more when I was going through therapy, um, I, I went through therapy in like 2019 because I was dealing with some depression and, and we were having, you know, issues in our relationship. Um, and so like for me too, it was like healing, like the mother wound as well. Yeah. So like healing my relationship with my mom, like on my end more, which is still a work in progress. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, when, when my ex and I decide decided we were, or when we were close to deciding we were going to split up, we started doing couples therapy within a week of couples therapy. We're like, Oh, this isn't therapy to, to fix things. This is, or to like stay together. This is therapy to come out of our relationship in a beautiful way. Right. Or as beautiful as possible. Um, so therapy was incredibly helpful and a lot of inner child work, um, a lot of like healing childhood wounds work for sure. I like, I'm gonna be real. I did like, you know, masturbation, sex, magic, healing type stuff. So like where you essentially like masturbate while like, you know, self-pleasure in, in like a safe and like lovely environment setting, whatever. And you're like visualizing or doing manifestations or mantras or something like that to remind your body or, um, yeah, to, to essentially remind your body that it's safe. Right. And so, because I had like actual, like physical trauma to my body that I hadn't resolved for like 17 years, right. Like that needed, there needed to be some work up in there. Um, so like some, some of that kind of, um, healing was really helpful. Um, and then, yeah. And, and so, yeah, so that like, you know, um, and listening to my body more, right? Like if there was something I wanted to explore, explore it. And if there's something I, that was a no, then it's a no. Right. So mm-hmm. like being open to, to like ex- trying new, exploring new things and like seeing what I like and be like, Oh, that sounds interesting. Well, let's see if I like it. Well, it's like a, maybe it's not essential, but like, that yeah, was cool to try. <laughs> yeah. So the thing I love about the work that you've done too, is that you've done the human, the mind, the body work, but then you've also done like the spiritual subconscious Mm -hmm. level work to heal that deep wound. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's so powerful. And, and I used to think, cause even when like in my relationship with my ex-husband, part of why I was like, oh, well, if the sex is a B plus, like that's fine. Right. Like I can't have everything and he's incredible and like everything else checks off on the list. Right. So it's fine, you know, but also because like, I was okay letting that go because I felt like there was something wrong with me, like for so long, like, yes, from my own sexual assault. And I used to have a story too, that was, oh, most people who are freaky right. And who are like deviant sexually, they, they were abused in some way, or they were assaulted in some way, or they have some big trauma in their past. And that's why they're deviant, which is not 
the case always, no. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people I know who are, yeah, we have like a shared trauma in in that, but it's not. That's that's just my story, right? right. And so, and so, I felt like I was fucked up in a lot of ways because of like you know, the things that had happened to me or how I, you know, viewed myself growing up and everything. And so, um, it's been fun to clear out the shame and heal the trauma and like real talk. I'm like now even a bigger freak, Yeah, <laughs> but, it, but I don't carry shame with it. I like own it. And it's amazing. Right. Well, because there's so much stigma around it. There's so mm-hmm. much stigma around exploring those different parts of your sexuality. So I think a lot of people, when you say BDSM or when you talk about kink, when you use those words, they're like, like, don't say that. We don't talk about that. Right. But (laughs) I think that part of the, part of the scandal with those words Mm -hmm. is that people don't really understand what they mean and how like we participate in them. So will you explain from your understanding high level what those things mean to you and for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, with that, I also want to say, cause like our like mainstream understanding of BDSM and kink is like, Oh, 50 shades of gray, which is like so terrible. And I only totally. watched it. I watched it last year, actually, as I was diving more into this stuff. Cause I was like, okay, let's see how they're showing this. Mm-hmm. Like, let me see how accurate slash inaccurate this is. And it's, ridiculous it is ridiculous yeah. like it's so such a poor portrayal right so bdsm stands mm-hmm. for bondage discipline dominance like that can be a, a similar thing but bondage dominance submission and sadism and masochism right so okay. um it's and bdsm for me mm-hmm. has a lot to do with and for many people power dynamics. Yeah. But it's, but the important thing is agreed upon consensual power dynamics and playing with power dynamics. So like I love, um, and, and it can look so many different ways, right? Like there's also like toys, impact play, right? Like role playing, like all the things. And, and so like quote unquote normal sex or like vanilla sex, like one, there's nothing wrong with that. And like, for me, like I have a big appetite and a broad appetite. So like, totally. I like it vanilla. I like it kinky. I like it free, whatever. Right. It doesn't have right. to always be like a BDSM scene, if you will. Mm-hmm. Though there are people who are like, oh, I only like to have sex this way. Right. Yeah. Um, so BDSM is a lot about playing with power dynamics. So for me as a very alpha woman, CEO, mm-hmm. you know, runs a successful company, like fucking go getter right? Like who, yes, tends to like my default used to be very much in my masculine. I enjoy to play in the sub space. So the, Mm -hmm. the submission space, I enjoy being dominated. Not always. Like I would call myself a switch, but mostly sub. So, um, sometimes I like to like flip the, that dynamic. Um, but the thing about it and, and so like, and I, also personally enjoy some pain with my yeah. like inflicted on me um and and stuff like that and and the thing with that like and like real talk like I've like had times where I'm like whoa I got I look like I got that shit beat out of me <laughs> like and 
why that's okay and why that's not abusive or dysfunctional mm-hmm. is because whoever I was in that dynamic with, we had very, very clear conversations, respectful conversations, very clear boundaries, very clear. Like this is an absolute no, yeah. right? So do not go there. Right. Like, so, so the reason why, or why you're able to play in these power dynamics and like push these boundaries, whether it's emotionally, physically, whatever, and, and go there, go to these extremes, if you will, is because you're in such a safe container Mm. because there is so much trust there. Cause you've had the big conversations, you know, what each other's like, yeses and nos are, and you also establish like, you know, safe words or whatever. And like, yes. a, you know, if something comes up in the moment and it's like a, maybe, you know, how to like communicate and stuff. So, so to me, it's such a beautiful way to explore like your own expression, your own limits, get to know yourself better. Yeah. Um, and it's a amazing practice in communication and like connection with somebody. Um, and so, So, yeah, so I love the, like, you know, when I'm like used to making a lot of decisions and like being in that power, like place. And so I enjoy to be in the the subspace, um, with most of the time, again, not always, but a lot of the time and funny, funny enough, the hat that I'm wearing right now, which you guys can't see because, because. Um, it's just audio, but my hat says daddy on it. <laughs> that gives anyone a little, <laughs> and yes, I wear this shit to like the gym. <laughs> well, well, it's funny too, that you're wearing a daddy hat because I'm like you, I've, I'm always in control. I'm the boss, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like the, a sexual space, like I want a daddy, like I want yeah. to be submissive. <laughs> I want somebody to take over. And I just had yeah. my first, this year was my first year, like exploring this space and having the conversations and setting the boundaries and like calling someone daddy and like really liking it, you know, like things that I never, like my former self would have been like, ew, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And, and the thing with it for me is like, when I think of my, the partner that I am calling in and like, you know, that King that I like, you know, is, is on his way in here. Um, it's a man who's more of an alpha than me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, cause yep. I'm not planning on like, Oh, just make all the decisions, blah, blah, blah. you know, like that's not, no, nah, like there's a no. lot of fire over here on this end. And I'm still going to be a powerful independent woman, but you need to be so in your alpha and your divine masculine that mm-hmm. you can be a leader to me, right? Like totally. that's, that's what I want. And so even in the sexual dynamic, right. With the, the dominant submissive dynamic, the daddy, daddy, baby girl dynamic, like that's the thing. Like if you can't hold your space and command your divine masculine, no, my divine feminine is not going to relax in your energy then. mm no way. Yeah, it's so interesting thinking about the big dynamic mass divine masculine for so many years. And I don't know if you had this ex- have had this experience, but like I felt like my bigness had to be dimmed a little bit to be with a man. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, like I'm so big. Like I don't know if somebody can hold this energy. Yes. And yes. then all of a sudden, like this year, I was like, wait a minute. No, 
you're just with the wrong people. Yes. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's how I felt with my ex. And I, and I, whenever I say stuff that makes it sound like bad, quote unquote, like I, and, and see, this is, I think still some of my healing that I get it to do around the divorce and stuff. I'm like, he's an incredible man. Like I still love him so much, but it's like a very different kind of love now. And like totally. have so much respect for him. So like, I never want it to sound like I'm like talking bad about him mm-hmm. or anything, but in our relationship, like I didn't feel like I could spread my wings fully. Like I didn't feel like he could handle it. Yeah. And, and the times when I felt most in my divine feminine or in my feminine, not even divine feminine, it was in my wounded feminine. When I felt most in my feminine was when like, I was dealing with depression and I felt like fucking mm. like uh, not myself. Right. Or like, yeah. yeah. And so, so yeah, I didn't feel like I could be as big as I knew I was supposed to be. And I'm not even like there yet. Right. But like, I could, didn't feel like I could expand, like he could hold space for my expansion. Totally. Totally. I have felt like that in every relationship. And now it's like, no, I'm stepping into the biggest, fullest version of myself. And the person that is going to be there will be able to hold that energetic container in its fullness. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things I was thinking about with kink and with BDSM, you know, because people are so conditioned to seeing things like 50 shades of gray, they think that like to step into that means I have to go from zero to a thousand percent. Yeah. No. And I think most of us, it has been an incremental like experience where we try new things and then we try more things. Has that been your experience? Yeah. I mean, I would say like, not super regularly, but like, you know, incorporate, like incorporating some bondage, like handcuffs or blindfolded or being mm-hmm. tied up a little bit, maybe some spanking, right. Maybe a little right. hair pulling, um, using toys. Like, you know, that's like putting your toes in the water and stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I've had situations where I'm literally like hogtied on a table being electrocuted. And right. so you, yeah, no, you don't have to go. <laughs> Yeah. Like, right. Jump right into that. Right. Um, <laughs> I, like blacked out during, because I, my neck was <laughs> restrained too tightly. Like, <laughs> whoops. Um, yeah, oopsies. I passed out. <laughs> like, we need to take a break. <laughs> um, safe word. <laughs> yeah, well, and that situation was like, I couldn't say safe word because I no. started passing out so fast. You were so done. Thankfully my partner that I was with was so in tune with me. And yeah, like, you know, the whole time he's like calling me the worst names and like, I'm getting like slapped and like spit on and shit like that. Good Lord, these conversations, <laughs> but like, you know, so like, it's a very, like, you know, it's intense and crazy and like degrading whatever. And, but he's so connected to me and so attentive to me and, and taking such good care of me in that space that as soon as I started to black out, like, cause I couldn't even, well, one, I couldn't move my arms cause I, they were tied behind my back and attached to my ankles, but like my, my throat, I, like I had a collar on that was attached to the ceiling and it got pulled and I arched back so far that like, I got basically, it was like a sleeper hold. I passed out like immediately yeah. just about. And so I couldn't speak. I couldn't move hardly. So I think I like tapped him or I maybe like got some word out or something. And immediately he's like, holy shit, like undoes it. He's like, okay, we need to take a breather. Let me get you some water. Let's like yeah. take a breath, you know? Um, 
but yeah, so you don't need to just like jump right into that kind of. Yeah. Stuff. So you just like, you don't need to like jump into being hogtied and electrocuted. <laughs> you could like, maybe like get a little oh choked gosh. out. Start. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, a little choking, a little gentle just, choking, some spanking. Just like gentle choking and spanking. Like, you know, yeah. you can start where you want to start or you can get electrocuted. It's your choice. It's choose your own adventure. <laughs> choose your own adventure. Yeah. I was like, I had to take the whole day off the next day. <laughs> It was great, great work. Oh around. my God. But so these different oh types my. of sexual experiences, like they are so energetically expansive. Like yes. they expand you like so much more than you ever thought possible as a human. Yes. How, as you yes. have, as you have felt this expansion, where, where have you seen it manifest in beautiful ways in your life? I mean, so much of it for me, like in those types of settings, right? Like with this, you know, particular person, um, well, and, and just in general, in more like dominant types of scenes or experiences, like it is such an exercise of surrender and Mm. trust, right? And in many ways, like surrender and trust for, with another human, like surrendering Mm -hmm. to another human, um, surrendering and trusting myself, right. If I know what, and and being very in tune with myself, right. Something may be a yes. And then in the moment it can start feeling like a no. And so being very in tune with your body and like speaking up, right. If it's like, oh, actually this is too intense for me right now. Let's slow down. Like, so using your voice, speaking up, asking for what you want, right. And being clear on what you don't want. And I think those are things that show up all over, right. In negotiating totally. business deals, like I'm clear on my boundaries, right. In how I show up on social media. I'm like, like feeling so just unapologetically myself and mm-hmm. feeling like confident being super unfiltered and showing like all the sides of me, right. Like that has, has been strengthened so much. And like, and, and strengthening that divine feminine and the divine feminine isn't always soft, right? She can be, have a lot of fucking fire, right? Like mother of dragons energy. Um, and so really strengthening the divine feminine and trusting the divine feminine so much more. And, and yeah. And I think so much too, is like learning my own body, not just in a sexual capacity, but Mm -hmm. in general, trusting my intuition and, and my gut and, and yeah, like using my voice. Like if you have a hard time speaking up in the bedroom, you're going to have a, you probably also have a hard time speaking your mind and speaking up, like not in the bedroom. Totally. Totally. I feel the same way. Like with that expansion has come the ability to communicate even better in Mm -hmm. everyday life, in business. And that because of the skills and the things that are happening, it's leading to more money. It's leading to more business. Yes. It's leading to like so much abundance. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Cause abundance, right? Like mm-hmm. manifesting, attracting abundance is about surrender. It's about receiving yep. the divine feminine is about receiving. So totally. the more we are able to receive, and that doesn't mean like, Oh, women, you should always be submissive in sex. No, that does, that's not what it means at all. But the better we are able to receive, even if that's receiving genuine compliments, right. Receiving somebody paying for your coffee, like the better we're able to receive, the more we're able to receive abundance from the universe as well. Totally. 
totally. It's been the same for me. I've had like this, like such similar, similar lessons. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the so connections <laughs> between sex and money. It makes me so I happy. Know, I know. <laughs> well, and cause like your sacral chakra, which is oh, like, yeah. you know, in the womb area, right. Sacral chakra. That's where the sexual energy comes from your life force energy. And that's also where a lot of like the creative energy comes from. And that like that, that, uh, the abundance, right. It's so connected Mm. to that. Mm, So true. I've done so much sacral chakra work over the past two years. Yeah. So much womb healing. Have you ever done, have you ever done Yoni steaming? I have not actually. You'd be so into it. So into it. You're literally sitting on. It's like like, a vagina facial. (laughs) Yeah. It's a vagina facial, but like my practitioner, I go to, like, she literally walks you through this like beautiful guided meditation and you like visualize yourself inside your cervix. Like it's like a whole thing. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, very cool. I'll have to try that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for just showing up and sharing so beautifully and vulnerably like you did today. The funny thing is everybody, Lauren is like a PR fucking maven, (laughs) (laughs) but the thing I love and why I wanted her on all the things podcast is because you're such a beautiful embodiment of being whoever the fuck you are Mm. and showing up the way that you want to. And I love that. Thank you so much Mm -hmm. for being a guest. Absolutely. This was so much fun. And we'll have to, we'll have to like do a part two, or maybe we'll talk talk about this on, on my show, talk yeah. about plant medicine and like all the things shit we could, we could go for like three more hours. We have like. like so much more to talk <laughs> about. Um, will you please pimp yourself out and let everyone yes. know where they can find you? Absolutely. Y'all you can find me everywhere online at Lauren salon. That's S A L A U N. Um, I'm, I'm super active on Instagram. So that's the best way to get connected with me. And like Regina was saying, I run a PR agency. I work with a lot of heart centered entrepreneurs, personal brands, um, awesome humans in the health and wellness, personal development, entrepreneurship, lifestyle spaces, Um, And I also have a program to teach entrepreneurs how to do their own PR as well. And in the end of August, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but in the end of August, I'm launching a membership for women Mm. club, big queen energy, which is not going to be about PR at all. It's going to be all about the divine feminine. Um, We're going to touch on money. We're going to touch on embodiment, energy, sexuality, all that kind of stuff. So So yeah, that is coming in the end of August, which I'm super excited about. Yay. Okay, guys, I hope you love this episode. Please go follow and connect with Lauren. If you are loving this episode, please take a screenshot, share it in your story, tag myself and Lauren at Lauren Salon on Instagram. Let us know what you loved. And as always, please go rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I love you guys. Hope you had a beautiful day and I will see you next week on the podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved what you heard, I would be beyond thankful if you would share this podcast on your Instagram story and share with me what about the episode with me or with my guests that you loved. Also, please remember if you love this podcast to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so that you don't miss out on all of the incredible guests and topics that we have lined up for you during this crazy year. And as always, if there is ever a guest or a topic or anything you would like for me and a guest to discuss, just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Regina A. Lawrence.
Lots of love, guys.